Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 129 of the Picos Riley podcast. Uh, getting up there again. It seems like only a couple weeks ago we were at 100. Exactly. Crazy. Um, but I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson. And joining me, we have my co-host, uh, Namely. Hello. And uh, this week, Dragonflight had effectively a design freeze. Uh, they're they're done on talent design. Done. Okay. It's either a good thing or a bad thing, depending on your it, class. Yeah, and spec. And it's some <laughs> of it. There's a lot of like tuning left, so that's what they're focusing on now. They're like, okay, these things are now like mostly fixed in place. It's all just tuning now. And there's little bits of design that can go into tuning, right? Like mm-hmm. something going from hitting three targets to five targets is tuning, but it really can have a pretty big impact on how things play. But uh, we're going to talk a lot more about that in a bit. Before that, Anam, how was Raid this week? Raid, oh, dude, Faded, love the new faded rates love the double affixes love trying to figure out which one's optional which one's real um no it was uh it wasn't bad we did basically killed everything but sylvanas so had a uh we did to this week was our like getting close to pre-patch probably want people want the achievement for killing all the mythic bosses so like let's get yeah. those kills under our belts so let's get um, face scribe down is what you're saying <laughs> let's get fate scribe and painsmith down really um funnily enough painsmith was like like legitimately like reprog for us um unfortunately yeah. like we still have probably like well, not a ton but probably like three to four people who just never did sod um yeah. so it's it's was fun learning with them about how to do phase three and you know we spent a lot of i think pains was this week was like kicks and moats so there was like a lot of people like padding moats uh not padding moats but like we- focusing too much on moats and like not yeah. Like not doing mechanics so yeah we actually turned off moats not because of that but because of frame rate issues um so the, when we were trying to do the moats like we would in phase two wait for the first set of balls then we would grip the moats in click them and start doing the moats the problem with that is that there's a spike wave coming so if you right. have three fps because the moats are out you can't cross the spike wave or at least yes your odds of success are very low. Exactly. So we spent, gosh, probably a solid like two and a half hours, you know, reprogressing Painsmith, um, which was... How much time did we spend on it this week? Which was kind of, kind of rough, I feel like. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, actually, to be fair, like four shot Fatescribe. Fatescribe wasn't the issue. I think we actually spent more time on Kel'Thuzad than we did on Fatescribe for us. But yeah. to be fair, Fate Scribe was never, I don't know, we always, like, for whatever reason, our guild gets Fate Scribe in a way that, like, doesn't get Painsmith. And so, yeah, um, we had, like, yeah, yeah, like, maybe four wipes to Fate Scribe and was, uh, wasn't too, too bad, so. So, um, we spent, looks like, about two hours on Painsmith, okay. which is high for us. Like, we, everybody that was in has done it before. Mm-hmm. So nobody's learning the stuff. Um, there were there was the moat experiments for the first few polls, right? Yeah. And then just like uh, some like taunt shenanigans that went wrong, and some people nice. just eating spikes, you know, some double traps getting blown up, traps in melee, always fun. Just yeah. uh, no one singular thing. A lot of it, 
I mean, did come down to people eating spikes, right? Like that, that's yeah. always how Bainsmith is. A lot of it comes down to people eating spikes. And then it took us like 30, 40 minutes to get Fate Scribe, okay. which we did do that's for the good. first time this season, this week. Yeah. Um, and some of that was actually me. I was playing, I'm playing DPS on it. So I've never done runes on Mythic. And on Heroic, they're like really easy. You just go stand on them. Yeah. On Mythic, if you go and stand on them, you die to this stupid beam mechanic. And well, so, I mean, you gotta you gotta stand to the outside. So of them. that's what I'm saying. He's like, you have to yeah. stay on the edge. So yeah. I was like, like really re- being very respectful of the beam's personal space. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. so we wiped a couple of times to me, like not quite being enough on it to consistently have it move forward at the rate gotcha. that you need to do. Like, it's a combination of like, if I had had runes that didn't have to move as far it would have been fine right 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 well, i had ones that had to go like almost the whole way around the full distance yeah yeah and then i was still figuring out like how to not die to the beams so i never died to the beams i actually don't think i got hit by them at all um nice but we did wipe twice because i like was doing it and i was being a little bit too close to the edge and just as you go around just like being off of it by just enough to have it stop gotcha and then when you miss the the thing by like three seconds that's that's what counts right yeah yeah those are i mean we didn't we we wiped maybe once or twice to people not understanding how to do it we also had like the issue too is like again with new people like we're just like hey get the weak or the weak or tells you where to stand and you're fine but like the way we set it up is like anybody that was new, we put in the backup list. So like sometimes yeah. like the way that I don't know if that week or it works, it's like it calls backup, but then it gives you a, like after a couple of seconds, it changes to like an icon because that's the person you would effectively back up if they died. And yeah. like, so they were like one person like ran and stood on the rune and started making it go the opposite way. I think like one of the first pulls and like, like, what are you doing? They're like, Oh, it changed. I thought like the person, like the person they were backing up died. Yeah. So it was telling me to like run over to it. And they were we like, do. No. We do works. manual backup calls. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, to be fair, that's what we do normally. Okay. It's just the weaker we have automatically sets a backup. It's not, we never generally yeah. use it. It's more just like, yeah. if you don't get assigned one, you get, you're just a backup and just run there whenever yeah. call that you're running and run there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That was a couple stupid wipes to that. And then a couple people forgetting that you can't enter a rune from the center of the room. So the, if they spawn yeah. like the far side of the boss, you can't just like yeah. run straight through it. You have to like come in from the side. Yeah. Oh, but no, it was, uh, I mean, Prague was Prague. It just, it reminded me of the, oh, okay. So one thing we did screw this up. I'll tell you. So okay, if you end up killing Painsmith, but do not trigger the skip, you can't turn you on have, the skip. You can't turn yeah. on the skip. Yeah. yeah. So we we learned that this week, like yeah. 30 years into this tier being something that's the thing. Yeah. We learned that this week. So we, we were going to go like knock out Kel'Thuzad before we did um fate scribe but uh-huh. ran into that because you're we like oh we didn't turn it on when we killed the terror crew so now we have to actually kill fate scribe first yeah and then um actually one shot kelthazad which was what nice crazy that boss does not we one shot kelthazad and the icing on the cake our kick assignment week horror for the intermission wasn't working because we didn't ha- nobody had auto marking on because i'm the one that has auto marking on oh and i was <laughs> not in <laughs> nice. nice so kicks were just like completely yolo <laughs> and that's amazing that's it amazing. worked people got it um that's awesome yeah so that was that was fun 
Um, That's so good. I'm also so I'm quite happy this week. I, uh, I've been you know I, I'm playing mage this season. I've been working on my damage. Started off real low. Uh-huh. Um, last week I didn't. I I finally stopped feeling like I was you know a carry kind of damage level. Yeah. This week like significantly higher. Like I've got so nice. obviously there's moats. I have orange parses on two bosses now, and they're moat bosses. So like. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, look, you're but if you you're look at it, thing. but you look at like fate scribe, like I put it in the time to do the prep to figure out, okay, here's like mage has a bunch of different cooldown reduction options. So figuring yeah. out which of those I needed to run to have combustion up for every moats and then also the final bird. So I was like, number one or number two damage on moats. Actually, no, I was number three on moats. We have two demon locks. They were number yeah. one and number two on moats. No contest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, like number five damage for the burn at the end on the boss. Oh, nice! There we so, go. So, I, I like my overall boss damage is not that good because we just like push the boss really fast. So by the time yeah. I'm done doing modes, it's like okay, kill the ads and get ready to go into the intermission. Yeah, yeah. But that's awesome though. Yeah, and my other my other non moat parses are at least not great anymore they're purple <laughs> blue sometimes green but they are not gray that is awesome that is awesome yeah i don't know i haven't looked at my parses lately although healer uh, it's, it's a complete like mess it is yeah. a complete mess like i have one kill on remnant and their zool my damage mm-hmm. is 31.5k i'm pretty sure if i go and i look at it like 40 to 50 percent of my damage is to moats nice. it's yeah yeah I beat the other two mages on our kill purely because I did more moat damage. Okay, okay. Like, we have one that did uh, 23k, but it was all boss damage. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm at 31k, and it's half boss damage. So I'm, like, doing 8k less boss DPS than them, and just, <laughs> like, murdering the moats. That's hilarious. That's hilarious, but uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's not. I'm glad you're feeling comfortable. That's awesome. That is nice. Um, well, cool. Well, um, I guess we can sort of continue on our our faded discussion and uh, talk a little bit about what Blizzard did this week to one of the worst faded affixes, the creation spark. Yeah. Um, they went through and did a pass on a bunch of different debuffs, particularly in Sanctum and Sepulcher. And basically remove them from being affected by um, by uh, Creation Spark. So, I mean, the the big one that was, I think, that they didn't really mention, I think this had already been hotfixed before, but, like, the, the biggest one was, like, Jailer bombs, you know, ticking quicker yeah. um, was always an issue. Um, but, yeah, so they basically went through, um, did the uh, did the whitelisting or, you know, basically exempted all of these debuffs that sort of are out there on most bosses from doing anything quicker based on creation spark being on the player. So um, good on them uh, for making the change. Um, we actually hit the malevolence thing. I think the last time we did. Or, yeah, we did. We did the last too. time faded, which is yeah. like annoying on remnant of it popping early. So, um, but uh, this is just, you know, six weeks in finally getting it is great timing. Oh, Blizzard. There's a few of these that are like sneaky that you wouldn't have expected to get affected by it. Like yeah. the uh, painsmith weapons the way they work is he does like a cast and you have a debuff um 
and the like time moves faster for you thing was making the weapon land faster and like it makes you move faster too but the, these things are not the same yeah yeah um it it did make it harder because you just had less time in reality like in real world time you had less of it to get yourself in position and you have to be very precise with it if you are taking one of those weapons and you are not exactly inside one of the squares you will die to your own weapon right because it, it will give you like a 500 percent increased physical damage taken buff and then you will get hit by spikes and they will kill you through cheat death like you're you're dead yeah um and then just like the list on sylvanas is hilariously long yeah it's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve debuffs on sylvanas it's just crazy and i wonder too if it's just like they're just like they don't they don't actually know if these things were affected or not it's just like they're just putting the tag on all these abilities and just telling us to be like we don't know if this actually changes anything or not, but we're just going to throw it all out there. There's so. a lot of it that I think is like more minor. Like most of these ones on Sylvanas aren't actually that important. The one that matters is um, there's Veil of Darkness and then yeah. like uh, the one for the arrow. But yeah. the others, mm, and the one for the arrow, I don't even think, because she still had to cast it. So I don't think it did anything. It was just like visual. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the main thing i think is that a lot of these are pretty significant dots on players and if the dots are ticking faster like let's imagine the scenario where you are a dps that has a dot and got the spark and then your healers did not catch the spark you're dying 55 percent faster and your healers are not healing you 55 percent faster they're healing you at the same like normal rate right yeah so even in cases where like it's just a dot there's there's some some danger there from that effects. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, good on Blizzard for, I guess, finally making the change, but, I mean, it's now, what? <laughs> we knew about this, like, the first week with Lahuvum, I think, being, like, the, the biggest offender. Um, yeah. And uh, they've now finally made the change, you know, this much into it, so. Yeah. Um, in any event, good on them. Um, what is Sepulcher is faded next week, right? So yep. that'll be that'll be fun. Yep. Um we'll see. Um and I guess one other change they did make, um, not raid related, but in Gambit, um, so Celia's Gambit, um, the first boss, they added a extra action button to both pick up and drop the colored orbs. Um so um which is really nice. I mean, it's it's nice to be able to just like hit a button instead of having to click on your screen. Um and really is a, is probably a huge help more for like the uh, like accessibility options, right? Um, versus uh, you know a normal like, typical player probably doesn't even see the difference here. But you know if you have trouble like hitting specific keys or like moving the mouse in specific areas, this is like a huge huge help. Um, just being able to hit a key um, to pick up and drop the orb. So um, so cool. Um, other than that, I don't think there's anything else. At least hot fix wise on the retail side um, yeah so cool so i did want to bring up one still sort of in the last week but i want to bring up one thing and i know that this isn't a wrath of the lich king podcast right we sort of focus despite on retail. your av adventures despite my av adventures and my my just general love for this expansion i'll say um 
I did want to touch on one actually interesting thing. So they're in a huge media blitz this week. If you guys aren't aware, if you're familiar with Wrath, a bunch of developer interviews went up um, as they will. Like the launch is on to global launch on Tuesday, very similar to the last WoW expansion to like Shadowlands. Um, and one thing that came up as a part of all this was actually an interesting system that they're introducing in Wrath, which I wanted to sort of talk a little bit about here and maybe how it could maybe see some play in in retail, if at all. Um, so what they're adding as an idea is, or I guess to give you a little bit of background is um, classic works in terms of phases where they do content phases. So we already know how they opened this stuff up, you know, 10, 12 years ago, um, actually longer than that for Wrath. So um, we already know how to open it up. 10 years so ago was mists. Yeah, no, 10 years ago was mists. It's even like 12 or whatever, whatever it is. It's a long time ago. Um, and so they do they do content releases in phases. So phase one is like the first set of raids. Phase two will be like Aldir or Alduar, I'm sorry, raids and things like that. Um, and in the original game, like you just sort of progress your way through that content from start to finish, right? And you know, the once you hit phase two in this case or or Alduar, like dungeons are sort of not no longer useful, really. Like maybe you get some bad stuff from it, but in general, you don't do them. Um, so what they're changing. Um, in terms of a catch-up mechanic, which is interesting, as they're adding in heroic dungeons, and they're also changing uh, right, heroic dun- heroic plus dungeons, and they're changing the way that loot drops in the game. Um, so what they're doing is once phase two starts, meaning like once Alduar is released, they're basically changing the loot structure in the previous set of raids and also within heroic themselves. So like the way that it works is like ten man raids, so like ten man knacks will now drop 25-man level gear, 25-nax level gear, so they're moving that down. And then 10-man um, nax gear will drop in these new heroic plus dungeons. Um, so you'll be able to essentially catch up gearing-wise by doing these heroic plus dungeons, which just seem like harder versions of the original heroics, right? It's the same way that like in retail they scale up the Mythic Zero difficulty every, every season. Exactly, It's just yeah. that. But they're not adding new affixes or anything like that. It's just like the numbers get bigger. Well, and it's slightly different in that the gear, it's not that they scale the gear. It's that right, the 10-man gear actually drops from five-man heroic plus right. dungeons, which is yeah. the, the thing that I thought the thing that I thought about with retail. So here's my point. It's like, I actually think this is an interesting change. I don't know if it's good or bad, right? It makes catching up in smaller group content easier to get you into like, if you want to do 25-man yeah. Olduar, it's your guild can quickly help you catch up. You know, they don't want you to do yeah. like a full carry. Um, but I was wanted to ask the question of like in retail right now, we have this system sort of like we have that sort scaling of. system with like mythic zeros becoming hard or dropping higher item level gear over the course of expansions each season. Yeah. Like the mythic plus system raises to whatever the new, you know, raid um, item level tiers are. The problem though, is you're just farming the same gear over and over again. And so yes. the question is, is like, would it be interesting or would it be something that would be cool is if Blizzard took previous tier items and made them drop at like a lower item, like higher item level than their original drops, but lower than the current um, the current content, um, like in five minutes, right? As sort of like a way to catch up, like particularly tier sets, I think, right? Yeah. Like what if tier sets now drop from like Mythic Plus like directly? I think previous tier, sorry. So I think um, most for most things, it doesn't matter. I think tier sets, which I also don't matter if you get a creation catalyst kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
trinkets. I like the big ones. And then the other things like it doesn't really matter if your haste first cloak came from a key or from a raid. It is still right. the same thing. Um, trinkets could be interesting. Like there's this big thing that that was frustrating for people trying to play tanks in season three of Shadowlands, where if you really like the trinkets you really wanted were both from season two. You wanted Aegis from the Nine, and you wanted the Fate Scribe G Death Trinket. Those were like the tank trinkets that you wanted. Um, and people like you're not going to go and kill Mythic Fate Scribe. Yeah. In in during nine point two, like nobody's doing that. You could get the Nine. People did go and do the Nine, um, but you you were not getting the Fate yeah. Scribe Trinket. Um, so stuff like that, like taking the old tier trinkets and being like, Hey, these are some like unique trinkets that, you know, we could carry forward and throwing them in the dungeon loot pool could be interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't like, I think that the bigger thing for me, so this is to me trying to figure out a way to fit the season to season catch up that retail has into the classic model without it feeling like the retail one. Right. Like, so the very noteworthy thing to me is actually um, so like right now in in retail, if you want to catch up in gear from season to season, you go and you do the normal or LFR difficulty of the new raid. Right. And you do the, the, the one above that and the one above that. Um, in classic, the answer that they're doing is, well, if you want to like get something new geared up for Ulduar, you go and you run 10-man knacks, right. which feels a lot more like the classic model of like continuing to run the old raids. So um, like kind of counter question for you what, do you, what would you think of that if like in order to gear up for, you know, heroic sanctum, you needed to go and do um, Castle Nathria? Uh, I think I'd be fine with that. Like per like me personally, like being a person who just generally enjoys raiding more than other content, like I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think that would be cool, but I understand that that sort of breaks the need for Mythic Plus, right? Because like, like that is like Mythic Plus it, is because Mythic Plus is still scalable. Yeah. That's true. That's true. But I guess like, like the the question we come is like, and this is where you get to like, there's too much like my point of view that there's too much gear in retail is that like would the items from the previous tier of rating be better than what you could pull from mythic plus because like that's the that's the reason you would go back is you'd want to there there would need to be like a distinction of like okay i'm doing old content to gear. Ah, well i mean does there need to be though i mean sorry thinking live on this it's just posed yeah. a question it's like does the raid become your alternate gearing strategy right the, like so, like, the idea would be, yeah. um, you know, Castle Nathria would get changed to have heroic drop mythic eye level, normal drop heroic eye level, and mm-hmm. LFR drop normal eye level. So then to gear up for, I don't know what that would do to Sanctum eye levels, but, like, to gear up for Sanctum, what you would do is you would run heroic Nathria. Right. And that would give you gear that you know, is 226, that is the same eye level as, you know, original Sanctum normal gear. So then you would go from Nathria Heroic into Sanctum Heroic. Mm-hmm. 
the thing the weird thing that that does is then it's like well for people that are um like heroic raiders that means that then rerunning i guess maybe this is not a bad thing or necessarily a good thing just a different thing they're incentivized to go and run heroic nathria again for the 226 gear uh until they're like they've got all of their 226 plus sanctum gear yeah yeah i mean i think it would be it would um yeah i mean i think the the yeah I think it would be a cool system, but I think that that on retail, these it breaks with the in, introduction of spammable Mythic Plus. Yeah. Right. Because like there's like at that point, then you'd only be doing the raids for like a, in your case, like a unique item, like a trinket or a yeah. weapon or you know yeah. tier sets, right? Like it, the, the, it, the other gear you could just get from Mythic Plus, and yeah, you wouldn't care if it's crit mastery versus well, he might care about mastery, but you wouldn't care if it's like these two stats were like your best stats for these two. It's just the greater item level is just good. Yeah. Right. There's, there's like, I think two things that are interesting about it. One is it makes the old raids relevant for longer, which is, I think, uh, I think a lot of the patches would be more enjoyable if, if I like start at alt and there's two raids for me to do instead of one. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because it's never worth doing like in sanctum, it was never worth doing Nathria in any difficulty for gearing up an alt. Right. Um, the second thing that it does is that if you are in a good clear group for a raid, it is more efficient in terms of loot drops than mythic pluses. Yeah. So like if you can't spend all that time spamming keys, it would be better to do Nathria if you had a good group, but where keys are like very consistent and like it takes you know 20 to 30 minutes to do a key with a pug it, the heroic raid you could spend an hour and a half and get nothing or you could spend 10 minutes and get a boss down right yeah yeah that's that's true i guess yeah the the, the community aspect around it would probably have to change a little bit from retail because like that's like the community and like class just in like i haven't actually done any raids on classic um but uh, but yeah, oh, it, it was a max uh, notably extremely yeah. easy raid. Yeah, well they they buffed it, so hopefully no, it's extremely them. easy. That's yeah. true. Actually, it's gonna be pretty easy. They they buffed we'll the health by like thirty five percent. They didn't actually add any mechanics. So like I did all of the tank requirements for these bosses for yeah. for Warcraft logs, and um, there's a bunch of them that just like don't do anything. Like they do things. But it's like you you just like sit there and get punched in the face a bunch while like one mechanic happens. Like there's a dispel mechanic that has to be done and there's some ads that spawn. But yeah. the ads don't actually have to be killed or tanked and the dispels don't actually kill you if they don't get done correctly. They just like do a bunch of damage so your healers have to heal through it. So it, yeah. it's it's yeah. Effectively, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, but I mean I guess we'll we'll I guess we'll see. I mean, I think you bring up a good point that like it would be interesting to make old raids relevant. I think that's always been like a maybe something that I've I've tried to say is that like there's so much old content that Blizzard just yeah. doesn't do anything with. Like the yeah. Mage Tower coming back was good, and you know other stuff like that. That even like Legion Time Walking or like Legion. No, was it? Yeah, it was Legion Mythic Plus, right? Yeah, or Time Walking Mythic Plus, which was cool little thing. So the season I think more dungeon change, like bringing in old dungeons, yeah. was great. And even like 
I, I have my complaints about the season four raid structure, but to having like multiple raids that you can go and do is cool. It sucks that it's like you have to do this one this week, and maybe you don't want to do that one because it doesn't drop them out, or maybe you yeah. want to go back in and like go and do finish what you started on killing off an end boss and then go and do the other raid. You know, having it be the strict weekly structure kind of sucks, but um, yeah. It's not, but it's not, I, to me that this, the weekly structure, yeah, isn't the greatest, but it's also not the worst. So, like, yeah. it, it only being like a three week rotation is fine. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think this, this sort of like final season cycle is cool. It just would be, it would be nice if, like, in actual progression, there was like maybe something else to do with old content, right? I just yeah. don't know what that is. So. Yeah. I mean, it would, it would be great if, you know, now that they've worked out all of the kinks and their scaling stuff. And I talked about this before, right? I think we've talked about this on this podcast. Um, yeah. If, like in patch 10.0.5, you know, once we're done with progression of Vault of the Incarnates, um, we get Nighthold or Battle yeah. of Bizarre Lore or Nihilotha, like effectively faded, no. but please just leave out the affixes, just like scale it up. I don't, yeah, don't give me affixes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be, it would be an interesting like end of Prague. I get, I feel like the, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I do it in the middle, like something like that in the middle. Cause like there is that then sort of pressure on particularly guilds who aren't as progressed to like now have to do two things, right. Versus just focus on one, but it, it would be nice. Like end of the, the expansion, like continue the season for tradition of yeah. like, Hey, get this weird buff thing and go crush some old content. Yeah. Right? But I mean, it could also be like, you know, it's half a half, or like three eye levels, six eye levels above mm -hmm. the intro level stuff from vault of the incarnates which we talked about the eye level stuff last week right where yeah getting scaling or yeah. there's like the early stuff is three eye level like first two bosses are three eye levels below the next two bosses which are three eye levels below the next two bosses which are three eye levels below the final two bosses right right um so they could like in like just like throw emerald nightmare in there and it can be like okay you're extending on the final boss here's some like extra loot that you can just go and clear like the first four bosses of emerald nightmare and get like I I level just like six levels higher, loot, yeah. and and use that. You don't have to full clear the instance, but you can still get something valuable from like going and spending an hour knocking out, you know, Nithendra and Ursoc and Dragons of Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely a fan of it. I it would just depend on how, like, we'll say mandatory in quote quotation yeah. marks. Like, yeah. it would be end up being right. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big concern. Yeah, it's just it's because once it's deemed mandatory, then it's like it pulls you away from doing the current content, which like Blizzard's always been very weird about of like, yeah, their tra tradition has been like move forward, never backwards. So yeah. anytime they bring backward stuff in, it's like a they just want to make sure it's not mandatory that you do it, I think, is the thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, I did want to touch on one interesting thing that uh, final final topic, final sort of news story, I guess you could say um, before we jump into it. But um, one interesting thing coming out of Dragonflight beta, which is uh, an update to Invokers. Um, so if you remember, Invoker was launched as or sort of touted as a sort of mid-range class. And um, all of their abilities are roughly about 25 yards. They have some longer ones, some shorter ones, but generally their range is about 25 yards. Um, as a healer, that's terrible. Um, yeah. I, we've already, like, as, and specifically also as a misweaver. That is a DPS, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, but as a Mistweaver specifically, we've already gone through this with Essence Font. So the original incarnation of Essence Font had a 25-yard range oh God. around you. 
So it was bad. Like that was bad. They eventually upped it. I think it's 30 now. Um, and so they're still not great, but it's, it's better. Um, and so like when Invoker came out with the 25 yard range, one of the first thing I thought of was like, they have to change this. Like yeah. eventually they will get to the point where this class I mean, will change that's, it. All, all of the healers on my guild were like, we're not going to be running an Invoker if their range is 25 yards. It's just not going to work. Yeah, like, you're in some it, it's weird be no like man's land. Worse than the Resto Shaman thing where like Resto Shaman has a lot of value from people being stacked in your healing rain and like you, you get a bunch of value then from your, your like Cloudburst totem and stuff like that that's got like yeah. everybody is stacked kind of value that the evoker doesn't really have and also resto shaman can still heal you like they can still riptide you from 40 yards away exactly there's not like they're not as good if everybody's a million miles away but they they can still heal yeah it's not bad so blizzard posted this week that they are upping basically all healing invokers or preservation invokers healing and utility spells to be 30 yards baseline um, which I think is a great change. Like I, the 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 issue that it always becomes is that 25 yards, you basically sit in a weird position. Like Monk, at least with 25 yards on that instance font, was fine because you're in melee anyway as a misreader. Yeah. So like the 25 yards covers all of melee, maybe some front folks in the range group, and then you'll be able to hit tanks right with it. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. And Volker at 25 yards, you are literally standing in between the range camp and the melee camp in no man's land just so you can reach the tanks. Yeah. If which you can even reach the tanks. Like yeah. on a boss with a big hitbox, like the tanks might be 10 yards away from the melee. Yeah. Then, or like Holandris. Like, yeah. Hello, like, how do you heal a boss like that? Like any sort yeah, of spread boss? You can't. <laughs> yeah. It's um it's rough. So they did make this change. I thought it was just funny to bring up because they literally also did this exact thing to Essence Font with monks, and like that was just one spell versus yeah. every spell that you had. And yeah. I was like, this is not quite. 30 I, yards still isn't great, but it's better. So uh, mark my words, there will be a ranged buff for Devastation Evoker before 10.1. Before or in 10.1, they will bump the range. I don't know if it'll be 30 yards or 40 yards or 35 or whatever, mm-hmm. but if it's not a melee and it also can't play in ranged, then it doesn't have a great home right now in terms of like raid positioning. Like it, yeah. it's gonna just have to play in melee, but it, like baiting range mechanics into melee is gonna be a problem. Yep. No, that's true. That's true. So, um, so yeah. So that is uh, that is the invoker corner um, of the of the conversation. I think so. We'll see if they extend this to any other abilities. But uh, but yeah. Could have told you this Blizzard like six months ago when you launched when you announced this class that was gonna be bad. Yeah. Um. So cool. I guess a couple then. So as we move into sort of the topic, I think the main topic today was sort of when you you mentioned it was like the whole design locked thing. And there was a couple things I wanted to talk about before we get there, just around like the game getting close, Dragonfly getting closer and closer to some like release level candidate, right? Um, so first up is they finally dropped the new login screen. Um, so when you log in, if you actually, I'm, so I don't actually look at this screen ever. Like I never see the login screen anymore yeah. because I just click the launcher and it goes. <laughs> It, you see this for like a brief a brief moment while it connects you sometimes yeah. sometimes it's so fast that you just like see a black screen and it goes to your character select right 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 but yeah uh, you can see it so they have the new login screen it looks really cool i don't know if it's animated or not but it it's is. a very oh it is okay nice i'll have to actually check it out in game um yeah but uh but no i mean not to be fair nothing ever comes close like as bad as cataclysm was in an expansion their login screen the best one <laughs> 
with like was that Deathwing, Deathwing, that's Deathwing flying like in? on top of Stormwind, like where he like lands yeah. on Stormwind and like roars. Like that's just and actually to be fair, Wrath is Wraths isn't bad too with Cindergosa flying. Yeah. Swooping I, I'm right. waiting for them to like sneak Murazond in here or something. That's and true. like somebody's gonna somebody's gonna fly in and just like strafe. There's a so the people that are listening the login screen is valdraken up on the mountains um and you know all the clouds and the water running down and everything it looks great um mm-hmm. i i'm waiting for like some dragon like strafing valdraken like we're gonna get like a missa pandaria style like mid patch that destroys the main city and the login screen is going to change nice nice that's yeah that would be that would be pretty cool that would be pretty cool like a changing login screen yeah i like that idea but in any event login screens in um you know so we're getting closer to a real release um yeah the other thing that sort of popped up that wasn't hasn't been announced but there was a change to the creation catalyst ui so wowhead picked this up but they changed a bunch of the art around the creation catalyst basically seemingly updating it to dragon flight type art it's a little bit more brown less blue um new icon for the actual like ui window itself uh, which i thought was interesting so i mean this was definitely asked to ian um but i think a couple times i think the the wildhead article references like a taliesin interview but i know that i think max might have asked him about this too um so it looks like creation catalyst potentially being talked about coming back maybe not for season one um but at some point i don't I don't know if I like this. I'll be completely honest with you. Like I get like, for me, I'm, I'm probably in the minority camp of like why I don't like this. And I think we've talked about this ad nauseum yeah. about like yeah. the too much gear in the game, having to not work for it, but like there needing to be that friction between like getting an item and not getting an item. And like, I get the people that like this because they're like, I went six weeks, never got tier set. Creation catalyst got me all four tier piece. Now I have four piece. I'm happy. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's your one experience. It's just, you know, speeds it up for everybody. So, any event, Christian Cattle is probably back, potentially back. Yeah, Dragon Flight. I don't think it's going. I mean, honestly, probably one of the most liked system. Not yeah. most liked, but at least like I think. Other than the timing of it, people generally like Creation Catalyst. Like most people's yeah. issues with it was like it should have been sooner. Not yeah. it was a bad for the game. So yeah, and I mean, um, I if so, if they had not. Well, I guess there's two things. If they had not locked away the last two bosses or the last two tier bosses um, of Sepulcher the way they did, or if they had not tuned Sepulcher so damn high, the yeah. release timing of Catalyst would probably have been fine because you would have been able to just like kill the end two tier bosses twice a week, every week on normal and heroic. Right. Um, and, and get your your final your your four set that way, but it was not possible to practically kill those in a pug for a long time. Like Regalon was absolutely a monster. Anduin was a monster in pugs too. Like yeah. getting through those in a pug is in early Sepulcher was a miracle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I I'd agree there. Like I think timing wise, I think either it's either timing or just the structure of the raid they do that sort of time gating your four piece yeah i think it if they don't do that i think it ends up being a little bit better but the other um, thing is like if four piece felt 
mandatory for like very early bosses in the raid in mythic yeah that's true like not having four piece on the early bosses felt really bad whereas if it's tuned more like the early bosses of sanctum where you didn't they were obviously not tuned for you to have your domination set it didn't feel as bad to not have it like it still sucked to not have it but it wasn't like i am an active detriment to the raid kind of feels bad it was like i could be doing better kind of kind right. of right yeah yeah and that's sort of the balance i think they have to strike with the stuff but um but no in general i mean like creation catalyst i guess i guess is fine in terms of if they want a system to help you catch up not catch up but help you like protect this yourself is, from bad luck basically yeah. right yeah bad um, luck protection for for four for your four set yeah for your four set yeah which is i mean which is i guess it's just like coins almost it's just a different sort of flavor right of coin yeah um the old the old coin system so um but yeah looks like it's potentially coming back did some ui updates to it um We'll we'll see if it's a season one thing or maybe they hold it for some of the later seasons and see how season one goes. So, um, all right. Well, I guess two other big pieces of news that sort of again I think start to get into that design freeze topic. So, um, before we talk about like some of the class changes, um, and the actual design sh- design freeze piece that they they mentioned, um, Blizzard did release this week uh their raid release schedule. Um, a raid testing schedule. I'm sorry. So yes. they have for the next three weeks. Is it? I think. Yeah, it's the next like three Thursdays and Fridays, basically. Um, except for October sixth, that Thursday, there's no testing. But every other Thursday and Friday for the next three weeks, um, they are testing some sort of bosses, um, with either normal or LFR being tested over the weekend. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so looks like you know tons of like. So what, two heroic bosses this Thursday coming up, three on Friday, plus next weekend is all of normal mode being opened up yeah. for the full weekend, which I think will be fun to get into. All of, um, except for the final boss. They're doing the thing again yeah, yeah. where like the final boss is not being tested. It's only the last one, not like the last three, like it was for, for Sepulcher. Okay. Um, but this is also a shorter raid. It's eight bosses. Yeah, it's much shorter. Yeah. Getting some uh some early wad wad uh, raid um vibes from it. I like I like the opening. I, I don't know for me. Well, I, it's fine. Let's get through this because I don't want to talk about maybe boss numbers later. But um, but no, this I mean this is sort of I think a ind- indication of like the fact that all right now they have to actually start to tune this stuff right. Like yeah, I think a lot of people are like if they don't start raid testing shortly, the end of the year timeline doesn't make doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. Um, and so at this point, starting it now with what it, people are saying is an end of November type release of this, they basically have eight weeks to test these bosses and do the classing yeah. around them and get the rest of the bugs just out in the world fixed up. So, And this is going to be like... Tight, but. Raid testing is where like they see how good their spreadsheets are for figuring out how much damage stuff is going to do. Because right, yeah. like if we go into this raid testing... I mean, the first heroic bosses are going to be absolutely wild. We're going to have classes that are going to do do literally fifty percent of the damage yeah. of other classes. Um, great, and that's just like they're gonna. I some of that is going to be like the ones that are up there are going to get brought down, and some of the really low ones are going to get brought up. But this is where they actually get like really actionable data for how classes perform in raid. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, I think, where, at least from like a 
theory crafting perspective, the game starts to become, I think, a little bit more exciting, right? Like, there's a bunch of, like, pre-work you can do and a bunch of thought stuff. And, like, at least for, like, the Mistweaver community, a lot of work's been thought about, like, for our, like, natural REM spreading abilities and, like, you know, the Misty yeah. Peaks, the Rapid Diffusions yeah. and what we think. And now we actually get to put in practice, okay, I think this will be good because we'll have a bunch of renewing mists out. Will we actually, as we go through this testing? Yeah. Um, or will, like, some of the bugs we've noticed be, or some of the interactions, I guess you should say, not really bugs, um, be more impactful than we think or less impactful to this yeah. other side of it. That also brings us uh, kind of one of the things that connects to this. Design freeze. Yep. They are not going to be making... Let me actually pull up the announcement because I don't want to misquote this. Um, so the exact wording on this is... Uh, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, but... Basically, they said, with the next beta slash PTR build, we are transitioning away from spending the majority of our time on the design iteration of the new talent trees. And we are now primarily focused on fixing bugs and tuning the game. This includes balancing talent choices against each other and tuning the throughput of each class. So basically, I wouldn't expect any more like serious, like, redesigns in the way that like boomkin recently got a pretty substantial redesign to their tree mm -hmm. um instead there's going to be a lot more of like uh talents getting tuned up and down i would not be surprised to see more talents um kind of like more links added and removed to the talent trees like that kind of thing making things easier or harder to access at the same time i think that that probably falls under the like tuning right like umbrella um but then the other thing is bug fixing which like there's a lot of very buggy broken talents um right now people are memeing about prop paladins because on beta they are just like the best thing ever because they have a bug and every every time you press judgment your bubble cooldown gets reset yeah. i heard about so this. You, yeah. you you play that and you play the thing that taunts everything when you press bubble and you're literally like immune to everything and everything is always focused on you all the time yeah. which is obviously not how that is supposed to work yeah yeah so i mean that's i think that's that's i think their yeah their biggest focus now is yeah just not seeing huge design things so like i think in terms of like the particularly like the monk trees right i don't think any of the cloud, any of the specs have any issue with this, right? I don't know if that. I don't know. If Not the like broken, overpowered. Uh, okay, Brewmaster has one. The renamed, um, they renamed and reskinned the uh, Mechanicos uh, mm -hmm. power, the like cooldown reduction one, um, and it's broken. It oh, triggers really? on like every hit of Chi Wave and stuff like that. I don't know what's wrong with it, but. It triggers far, far, far too much. So you see people like posting a screenshot from a beta dungeon and it did like 90% of their damage because it yeah. just triggered off of everything. So there's that. Yeah, but, but I, mean, I so my comment was more on just like the general structure, right? Like I yeah. we're not we're not like I can tell you Mistweaver is not maybe holy paladin or like they still have like a huge issue with parts of their trees. Like even priests for a lesser extent, right. Have gone through a couple of redesigns. I don't know what they think about their latest redesign, but um, at least in, at least in general, I'll say like from a Miss Weaver perspective, 
happy with the way the tree turned out. Yeah. Um, we'll see how the, the yeah. tuning goes, but, um, but yeah. there's, there's some, there's a lot of tuning that needs to happen with the brewmaster tree. I, I will say, because there's a lot of things where like, if the numbers don't work out, it's just not interesting. You play the same thing all the time. And that same thing is the charred passions build all of yeah. the time. <laughs> and whether you take, um, rank two invoke knees out just depends on what level of content you're doing, but you either always take it or you never take it. And there's no middle ground. Interesting. Um, Interesting. But there's definitely stuff like there's the whole blackout combo section of the tree that currently is not tuned to the level that you would play it over chart passions. Um, but it could be, it, it could absolutely be. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, if that gets brought up, then, you know, then there's actual like interesting choices. Yeah. Bonus yeah, no. is unfortunately still in the tree though. <laughs> That's fair. No, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Definitely be, be, or definitely interested to see how they do the tuning, particularly coming out of rate testing. Um, this year was some pretty, also some pretty, we'll say broken interactions with certain things. And so it'd be nice to actually see if they like what exactly those are. And then also, I mean, honestly, I'm just excited to see what like the the spread counts look like in terms of like in terms of the um like renewing mist and enveloping and stuff like that because I I honestly don't know if like the that sort of clouded focus build we talked about is would even be viable or if you just continue to play a yeah. more standard like you know still rising mist but just sort of how you play today is just how you play tomorrow um, skipping all the covenant abilities and stuff like that so. Um, yeah, tuning wise, it's the the fun part of the expansion of where we see if they get the numbers actually right. Um, yeah, I will say it's been interesting too. They finally did this to I think almost every class tree, but they renamed a bunch of abilities, which has been yes. nice. Oh, that's actually oh. great for me. Oh my god, yeah. I had to on on our analyzer, I had to hack the talent files because they had we had like two different abilities named purifying brew in the same tree, three different like invoke Niazows and a bunch of different um like celestial brews is like okay and like if you look yeah. at them in game they make sense because it's like okay purifying brew purifying brew rank two but that's not part of the name it's part of the tooltip yeah so how do you pull the rank out there yeah yeah so that's that got renamed annoying. so yeah that's good um i think there's anything else big tree wise i mean this this the ptr build or sorry yeah the beta build this week really contained a lot of the ptr updates anyway so yeah. like they had already announced it i think we even talked about it last week um uh but we did at least for mysteries did, did do some fun more testing i will say that the auras that we get are stacking additive additively um so leech aura and avoidance aura um so with five monks in your raid that is just plus 20 percent leech uh <laughs> which then adds to whatever leech gear you have as a player, um, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. fun. The avoidance uh, so, is also very good. Yeah, the like, avoidance does the exact same stacking. So, Like imagine just running around and you just have like your whole raid stacked and it's just a permanent, like you have five monks, permanent 20% avoidance, 20% leech. Seems pretty okay. Uh, so that's going to, they have to change that or they have to, I don't know. I feel like that's... Yeah, it, it just shouldn't stack. It's really... Yeah. Like it just shouldn't yeah. stack. Yeah. Um, and the, the, if they, and if they need to make the number bigger to compensate for it not stacking, that's fine. And then it also leads to some like interesting things where if you have like three monks in the raid, 
right? Like one of you takes leech, one of you takes avoidance, and the other one doesn't take either, or takes one of them because it's a relatively short radius. Mm -hmm. So like maybe you still have like two of you take avoidance so that you have like one of you with one group and one of you on like a Sylvanas or a Kel'Thuzad where you're splitting the raid. Um, And you put one monk in each and you keep the buff. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, but um but yeah, that was that's just some some funniness from the uh from the PTR. Um there's also some other interesting bugs from Misweaver. So if you're doing any raid testing this week and you're listening to this, you should test this out in that um if you take uh if you take um total or sorry, tier of mourning um and rapid diffusion, the rapid diffusion procs trigger or the rapid diffusion procs trigger the cooldown reduction from Jade Bond. So essentially because of that, you can get sub one minute invokes, uh, but they're full power invokes. Um, so that it's not like the the short the general short reduction. So yeah, that needs to be looked at and probably fixed. I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that most of the um most of the proc events. So like with rapid diffusion, when you proc either enveloping, I think it's is that the enveloping one? I always forget the uh, these ones. But yeah, any of the proc ones, um, basically they count as cast events from the monk. Ah, yeah. So anything that triggers off a cast event of that spell. Um, do you, do you yeah. remember the Innervate Azerite trait tech in uh, early, in old year? Oh, no, I don't actually. So Holy Priest's Prayer of Mending, I think it was. Every bounce counted as a cast. Okay. And Boomkins had this Azerite trait that granted them intellect for every cast. Oh, yes, I remember this. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so they would just innervate a priest, and the priest would then spam whatever AoE spell like generated a cast for every target hit. Yeah. And give them like 80 stacks of int. Oh, I forgot about that. And then yeah. the Boomkin would be, um, you know, God. Just like the best. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's yikes. Yeah. That's a that's a thing. Um but yeah, that's what's currently happening with some of the misweaver abilities is that like, yeah, with rapid diffusion or even misty peaks, when they duplicate or when um they actually proc the ability, um, it's just causing it's causing an actual cast event to occur. So anything that modifies that cast event also yeah. triggers. Yeah. Um, like mastery was tricking on a bunch of things. They fixed that in like the light, the latest build, but like there were certain event, like certain things that just master would also proc of a target, which I suspect that we are going to see not a lot of like balance or tuning changes this week. Like maybe it's for some really like outlier things like prop warrior, but instead we're going to see just a whole lot of bug fixes. It's, it's going to be like a, a just trying to get things ready to actually test get rid of all of the most broken interactions if a talent straight up doesn't function that's maybe less likely to get fixed than the uh-huh. ones that have like incredibly overpowered busted interactions like the judgment um bubble thing from a protection paladin oh yeah yeah and that and that sort of aligns with them also starting raid testing and wanting to guess basically get as clean of a of a view of what the raids look like with the yeah. classes as they are so yeah um yeah that'll that'll give them a ton of information to do that um and i guess speaking a little bit on the i don't I, we sort of missed this i missed this in terms of 
the podcast was a little all over the place today, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, um, but they also did release the names for all of the tier sets along with associating them to like their two and four set bonuses. None of the bonuses exist yet. Right. Um, They're really, just spell just numbers. The, yeah. Um, just spell numbers. And then also, um, but they did give us the names of the tier sets and sort of what those, those things are. And uh, I guess the other thing too, about this whole like raid testing starting is they probably want tier sets also done. So we should see tier sets this week. Is sort I of don't, I don't know that that's going to be the case. Okay. Um, I think that we're going to get like, cause if you look back at Sepulcher, the first round of t- testing didn't have tier sets. It was just testing. And the second round of testing when we start getting into Mythic was with tier sets. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, then when's the first Mythic? And then that's when we know when tier sets are coming. <laughs> like next week, right? It's like the yeah. week of October, the first week of October. Oh, Friday. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's fair. That is fair. Yeah, I mean, it'll be... I guess I mean the, for for those who care, the monk one is called wrapping wrappings of the waking fist. Is that what that is? Yep. Um, uh, just kind of a cool name. I actually I like the tier set. How the tier set looks, I've got it pulled up on on stream for people watching. It's got some nice spell effects. I have no idea what difficulty this is. Uh, what difficulty this is pulling up? Um, probably it's got enough spell effects for sure. Um, Never fear, those of you that may wonder whether the art team has lost their way. Uh, this set also has balls. Um, it has, in fact, 16 balls. So don't worry. Hell yeah. Love the fact that they have these little, like, chi balls or whatever, healing sphere balls that never actually give us the abilities in PV. Great. Uh, uh, but that stuff. It's like... It's like bandages. It's like uh, this, this is a very anime monk set. Yeah. Uh, this is like your your season five or whatever of Bleach with Ichigo running around with bandages all over his body kind of monk tier set. Yeah. Which I think, I, I don't know, I like that. I feel like for monk, that's a pretty interesting style. I think it works. Yeah, there's a, there's a shirt, a couple of shirt models you can get for this kind of thing. Um, that I've used in some transmogs in the past. One of them is bloody. One of them is not. You can you can go and find them on oh, on Wowhead. Um, but the challenge with those is like their shirts. You, I guess, now that you can hide your actual chest piece, you can see the the shirt. So it's right, not as right, right. big of a deal as it was in like BFA or Legion when it was really annoying to find a a chest piece that let you actually see the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, looks pretty good. The helm is kind of not doing it for me, but you know, uh, maybe somebody wants to be Firebird Man, and that's what the helm looks like to me. So, yeah, it's, it's true. Well, the helm, yeah, and they have like it's it looks a little weird from the side. I feel like too, like it's got a big old empty tree branch thing, top. like it's a big old empty orb in the top of your head. Yeah. Um like fire or something coming out so it's like they set your brain on it's like they 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 took your scalp off and they set your brain on fire true that is true um, um there's one other set that i wanted to show because i just think it's funny and it's the boomkin cosplay set um <laughs> aka the hunter tier set uh which just like the the it's got the like feathery shoulders 
and the bird helm as just like the immediate reaction on seeing this is just like you are cosplaying a boomkin on fire uh it does not make you as bulky like if you switch to one of the bigger um race models it looks a little bit more like it like if we switch let's try Torin. let's try Torin and see what it looks like on that like then like it's a little bit more like an actual boomkin proportions in scale um but yeah just comically large helm for the for the hunter set yeah um yeah a little little too a little too uh, a little too extra there so <laughs> oh man um i so that was all i had notes wise i don't know if you had any other we're very early in this podcast. Yeah. Um, and there wasn't too much like outside of this um, that we uh, that I think happened in the last week. I mean, to be completely honest with you, other than Raid, I've been really focused on Wrath, like just getting ready. Um, I'm yeah, I'm excited. not even playing Wrath, but my week has been dominated by Wrath work because of my job. But, yeah, you know, um, there's one thing from that that I think like way off topic from what we were just talking about. Like we're going to jump yeah. around a little bit, but um they buffed the sartharian like leaving the drakes alive thing i saw so that for those that aren't familiar sartharian's lair in um wrath is one of the first like optional hard modes where you go in the instance and you kill some trash and there's three mini bosses and you can kill them and that's like the normal version of the boss but then you can also leave one two or all three of them alive and everyone you leave alive makes the encounter harder because they all come in and fight and also um, makes the boss drop extra loot. Yeah. So getting a three Drake kill is harder, but more rewarding than getting a one or two or zero Drake kill. The catch is that wrath is comically easy as far as rating goes. <laughs> so, um the the like realm first guilds or the people that were going for realm first were all planning on just going in and zerging down three drake like in quest screens and blues going in zerging down the hardest difficulty of sartharian's lair because it would be faster than going and spending the time to clear the drakes yeah, and it wouldn't be any more difficult, right? Like it would right. be slightly more difficult, but like if you're in that type of progress guild, it's not. Yeah, it shouldn't be too difficult. So, so they made it so that uh, let me see. I at three drakes, Sartharian gets like sixty five percent extra health. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons that they were going to zerg it down is that you would just kill the boss before the drakes really became a threat. Right. Right. Um, so the extra health actually does adequately mean that like now you have the other drakes actually show up and you have to deal with it. Uh-huh. Um, which of course makes it much more difficult. So we're probably going to see like one or two drake kills, but it definitely like having this announcement come out on like Thursday <laughs> okay. kind of threw a wrench in everyone's plans, including ours for supporting progress on Warcraft logs because like. We weren't going to differentiate the three difficulties at all, effectively, because oh, okay, they were all going to be easy. You would just do three Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now there's a need to differentiate them. 
we were already kind of like doing some ranking stuff to make it make sure that like dps ranks for three jake were higher than dps rank ranks for like two drake or one drake or no drakes uh-huh. but now people are asking like well what about progress and it's like no we have a week <laughs> yeah because raids don't launch until the following reset right yeah thursday or something yeah wrath comes out tomorrow yep um, 6 p.m with- eastern standard time Yep, this podcast will be up and edited by that time. So if you're listening to this, hi. Hope you're enjoying <laughs> Wrath of the Lich King. Heck yeah. Um, but speaking of actually, uh, I've heard of a couple. I've heard a couple guilds saying they're like canceling raid this coming week because of <laughs> Wrath launch. Yeah, we uh, we we are not canceling raid, but um we did ask people to post out like it wasn't, it wasn't like, Hey, we expect you to show up. And like, if you don't, you're in trouble or whatever. It was more of just like, if you're going to go play wrath, that's fine. Just let us know. So we know like if we have to yeah. change rate comp, don't, um, don't ghost. Yeah, exactly. Don't ghost. And like, also don't feel like you have to show up this week, like go and play yeah. wrath if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so like we only had one person I think so far post out that they're playing. Um, yeah. but I, I made the joke at the end of the raid cause somebody was like, are we raiding next Tuesday? And I was like, I was like, no, it's wrath day. Like guys, come on. Like we have the leveling guild set up. We're ready to go. And like person was there. They're like, what do you mean? leveling guild? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just kidding. I'm like, then I raid. Then I think, I don't know if it was, uh, it was, the, it was, uh, Argo or Cyrus, but like one of them was like, never listen to anything like a nom set. He named up like four <laughs> people. Like never listen to these people when we talk about when we're raiding. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh i mean those are good instructions just never listen to anomaly that's probably yeah unless i'm calling healing cds and then even yeah. then you don't really have to listen we'll, we'll figure it out uh, um, one of the perks again like i'm gonna this is like a weekly thing now one of the perks of raiding on the weekend everybody's gonna get through leveling and wrath on like tuesday wednesday thursday time frame yep and they'll be done and they can come right on friday I feel like every week is another push to like be like weekend ratings the best. It's like, actually not. It's really annoying sometimes. Like there's all this stuff and all of it is outweighed by the fact that recruitment is terrible. It is hard yeah. to find people that want to raid on the weekend. Yeah. It's fun. like for me, like I would, I would probably agree that that probably, yeah, that cause like, I think you would get like to, in my mind, you get a lot of people who either, are like somewhat I feel like weekend raiders, this is just my feelings, like somewhat generally a little bit flakier than like weekday raiders, just because like it's a it's something like you do for fun and maybe you're like, oh, I, I need to miss this week. So it's a little bit tougher to like have a consistent group. But I think the other thing too is I feel like a lot of it might be made up of people who like already are doing the raid during the week. So it's like now you get like the second time through type people that um Yeah, there's a bunch of those. And we my guild at least generally doesn't take them because what we've found is that they are the flakiest yeah because they're just like oh, and all i don't care about this and then like, yeah exactly yeah um but there's a lot of people that like for work schedule reasons can't raid during the week oh that's true yeah so there's a lot of that that's that's like a lot of the people when they initially joined my guild were joining us because they could not raid tuesday wednesday anymore uh-huh some of them now can but they're established here so they're they generally aren't changing it, but um, the the schedule conflict is like the number one reason people raid on the weekend, probably. Because honestly, like not a lot of people want to give up their Friday and Sunday evenings. I don't. I don't do anything either. Like Sunday night tonight, 
go to the grocery store night for me. Nice. <laughs> Real exciting. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Adult life. Yeah. No, it's um, but no, I think I mean the the wrath stuff just in general. I think is I don't know. I'm I'm kind of excited about it. I, I so I don't know because I know that you said that you started mostly was it like it was private service and TBC, right? Yeah. But did you did you play like wrath with any sort of like consistency or like I don't want to say I competitively. Leveled. I okay, but you didn't you didn't like raid or do any of the heroic no. stuff. No, first time. All right, so not counting Karazhan, which like Karazhan yeah. is like a big dungeon, not really a raid, right? Yeah. Um. The first raid that I actually did in any capacity was Blackwing Descent. And okay, the cat in, opener, right? Yeah. Yeah, and when I say in any capacity, I mean that during like firelands i pugged a few bosses of black <laughs> descent gotcha gotcha and that is like and then i didn't didn't really set foot in a raid after that until like not counting lfr i did yeah. lfr actually dragon soul i did it in in mop in order to get the legendary and i did it in wad in order to get the legendary gotcha and then gotcha. stopped <laughs> nice yeah no wrath is Wrath is cool because it's it's like the it's like that 10 25 man split the first time they did that, which was interesting. But then also it's like the optional hard modes that started to come in, which is like the precursor to like the mythic type yeah. raids that we have now. Which I think is yeah. um which I think is cool. Like I for being old again, like I liked the fact that it wasn't like a menu option to turn it on. It was like an activator for the fight. So like yeah, I mean, we talked a little about three drakes, right? Where like if you if you leave more of the drakes alive, they help during the fight. And I think also the boss gains health too, right? So yeah, um, you know that it's sort of like things you control inside of the arena that is this fight that make it harder or easier, right? Yeah. Um, Aldor has like Mimiron's big red button. You press the button, starts you know firefighter XT's, version of the fight. XT's heart, you kill that, and he goes yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, he goes crazy. Um, there's other ones too. Even like every I mean, not every Yog. boss, but I mean Yag had the lights, um, which I think is iconic too. Um, the Iron Council had the order in which you killed. I by the way, that's my favorite version of any hard mode. Is so like the fight is three um whatever stone people, and like the order you kill them in, it like if you do it in one specific order, it's harder versus doing it in another one. It's yeah. actually considered hard mode. And so like you'll get different loot depending they, on what boss you kill last I, so, I love that some of these bosses like council of blood would have been awesome like it would have been a neat thing to, i mean no sorry council of blood would not have been awesome but council of blood would have been better if there were like a reason on farm to go and do like we're gonna do it on on hard mode this right time. yeah and hard mode means doing free to last because free to last is wild <laughs> but yeah, at the same time like with the way that fight was, I feel like they actually would have expected the the prog strat to be the hard mode because they just didn't like it was a tuning disaster. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, they haven't made a like a council fight that was like that in a while. Um, because like a lot yeah. of council fights actually have like a a fixed order. Like if you think back to the Loa Council in in Battle of Zarlor, like you had a little bit of leeway where there's two bosses active at a time. And you kill one, and then the next one comes out, and you got to pick which one you killed at each point, but yeah. you couldn't do them in any order. So, right, like, there right. were four bosses that you killed there, but you really only had like three or four different orders you could do. Yeah, yeah, I still remember Paragons of the Calaxi from uh, what was that? 
the Black Hand Raid, right? Um, or no, the Gar- the Gar- the Garrish Raid, yeah. Where like the original like the original thought process was when that was coming out was that it was gonna be random order every week. So like each each week you fought a different order of the paragons. Yeah. Which I thought that would have been a cool way to spice it up. Also terrible for farm. <laughs> terrible for progression like, too. Like imagine it's, it's, a, it's a, a boss that takes you two weeks to do. You progress the first week and then you get to the second week and it's completely different order and overlap of mechanics and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, gosh, you're right. That probably would have been terrible. It would have been interesting, but yeah, terrible in terms of trying to do it. It's nice yeah. that it was fixed. So, but um, but yeah, I mean, Wrath is is coming out, and it's funny they've already sent out, or people have already started to ask, like, what's next? Is it Cata Classic, or what's going to happen? Yeah, and, which I it's it's such. I think we talked. We did. We we talked about this last week of like Wrath is really like the inflection point of like Wrath yeah. is the final expansion of like the old way of making WoW and like kata is the start of the new way of like how they made wow right which yeah. is like kata is that folk that kata is that movement of focus on like all of the game to focus on just end game and like what yeah like pushing you into end game as quickly as possible and making end game really like the part of like what you want to play consistently and like yeah less about the the previous stuff so yeah it'd be interesting to see what they do like i i don't i don't i would never play kata classic from the Although I didn't actually play much Kata, um, like when it was when it was the, around. The weird thing about like Kata Classic, right, is uh, the reason a lot of people play Classic. There's a lot of people that go and do the raids, right? Yeah. But there's also a lot of people that just like you know the first time around literally never hit level cap. Right. Right. And they just go back, and you can't go and do the old world stuff anymore in right. original vanilla. So like that's a big draw. The BC stuff you can technically still do but it's way different because everything is like it's just so much easier but cataclysm you can go and do cataclysm zones right now and they're very similar to what right. the original experience was about actually probably a better experience in some cases now because you're not going to reach the end of a zone and have like out leveled it um right. which was not as bad in cataclysm like you could actually do all of a zone without out leveling the zone or you might be like, it might be a green quest at the end, but it's the end of zone quest, so it still gave good XP and like a, a big weapon upgrade or something. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You you can't do that with classic at all because the zones are gone. With BCU, it's a very different experience. And with Wrath, it's also a fairly different experience going and doing it now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean like, was did, did they change the talent trees in Kata? That was yes. that was mob. Oh yeah. So Kata they was... they did the change to the like six rows of three talent trees that we yeah. have now in mop. In Kata, they changed it so that you had to pick a spec, and then you got a spec tree, right? That you picked, and you had to fill that one out first, and then you could put points in the other trees. But you had to f- like put like thirty one points in your main tree before you could put points in the others. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, there was, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I personally like would never, I just wouldn't play a Kata classic. I think the, the other, the other thing to your point, not only is the world the same as it is now, but the, the raids were not the strongest, right? Like there are highlights of fights, but like most people say like, particularly um, Dragon Soul is like the end two bosses are absolutely awful. Like, yeah considered like anticlimactic by all measure of like end bosses, uh, yeah. particularly for someone like, I mean, you fight Deathwing. It's like 
Massive Dragon, like it's literally should have been the coolest thing you did. And they made Spine of Deathwing be honestly just annoying and like very tightly tuned, generally unfun for like that part of yeah. it. And then, you know, actual Deathwing being much easier than Spine, but then also being like anticlimactic in terms of like, you don't really fight Deathwing, you fight his weird army Tentacle appendages, things. tentacles, yeah. and then you punch him in the face or like a burn phase at the end and like that's it so yeah, yeah. i mean i i i don't know i hopefully I, it'd be i'm interested to see if what they do here if like they're like oh we're just gonna do this cycle of like yeah classic bc wrath and they just restart the cycle now and now it's like new game plus mode where it's like they take yeah. season well, of the like, mastery but make season of the mastery like the real game right season of the mastery was also so like season of the mastery failed for like a number of reasons right some of it is that it like it released at the same time as TBC Classic. Yeah, right. And no, but like if you're given the choice between spending the time in one and spending time in the other, most people are going to pick TBC Classic. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So Season of the Mastery actually wraps up at the end of this year, and I, no idea what they're going to do with it. I mean, I, I I'd say it, I'd say it just dies off, right? Like I. Yeah. I just don't, I don't think they have the, like, here's the other thing too, is I don't think there's the player base to support classic, like regular classic and season of the mastery. I just don't. Well, I, I would go, I would say, I, I agree with you. I would phrase it a little bit differently. I don't think there's a player base to support season of the mastery. If another classic exists. Yeah. Like if the other classic exists, season of the mastery is dead. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. So I think, I mean, maybe they take some of the learnings and incorporate it into like a, hey, we're just going to fresh start you and like wipe yeah. Wrath, like let Wrath, like let Wrath servers live on forever, but like not add new content, not extend it. Like once you get to phase whatever, six, five, whatever their final phase is, Wrath just stays yeah. on, but then the actual content becomes, okay, we're going to go back through this whole cycle again. Only this time taking Season of the Mastery type things and being like all right now the bosses are slightly different or like you know what i mean there's some slight differences in like the way bosses work or yeah you know some of the systems around like heroic plus is now a thing in classic right uh yeah. heroics yeah so i mean i think that's to me because like once you get into kata it's just it's just the modern game but like not good like with like i've already done my like yeah. yeah i've done my leveling spiel before and i think that's a for me that's a big part of it like i enjoyed cataclysm the first time through but cataclysm leveling zones don't have replay value yeah no um it's funny because actually actually so like hydral not hydral uh was a great leveling zone the first time i did it and i would never want to do it again that's fair like i've done it i've actually done it like three or four times because i did yeah. it on multiple characters during cataclysm but it has no replay value. I do not want to do that zone again. Whereas like, I wouldn't mind going and doing like, so that's actually my leveling path. Now when I do new characters is like, I go and I do like, sometimes I'll do burning crusade. Sometimes I'll do wrath. Yeah. Um, it's never the cat zones. It's just not. Yeah. Uh, Cause I've like, I've seen them all. I've done them all. I, I they're all like, they they they're they're the enjoyment of those zones rests entirely on the newness of them and so right. as soon as they're no longer new they're no longer enjoyable really at least for me uh-huh um 
so th- it falls back to like those two expansions. Um, I don't like the mist zones for the same reason as the cata zones. It's like the first time through is good. Second time through is okay. And I just don't want to do them again. Like I've seen it. I, I just... Bad opinion. Some might even say wrong. Um, <laughs> no. I'm just like, they're, they're just like a lot of the cata zones. They're just linear. Yeah, no. And I, I agree. I think, yeah. I mean, I would say mists in general just has a special place in my heart. Like if, if yeah. they were ever to do a classic of a expansion after wrath, I would want it to be missed. Cause that's yeah. just my favorite expansion just in uh, general. And I think oh. like that, I wouldn't be surprised to see them do a jump and do like a mists classic just to kind of do the raids. Well, I could yeah. also see them like doing, Hey, we're going to bring back classic raids as part of Dragonflight. Like do the thing, like kind of faded thing. Like, yeah. Hey, it's, it's throne of thunder. It's like, Oh, it's coming oh, back. Yes. Give yeah. Me and that those lets them bangers, skip the tiers. Dude. Yeah. That lets them skip the tiers that weren't as good. You know, you don't have to do Shaw of Fear. Um, I don't have 30 minutes to sit in a single boss fight. Awesome. Huge fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, but you do get Throne of Thunder and you do get Siege of Orgrimmar, but it doesn't last a year and a half this time. Um, and you get High Mall and you get. You know, actually, all of the wad raids. I uh, okay, yeah, I'd be down. Like, wad was fine. Like all of those raids actually would function reasonably well in modern WoW. It's not like yeah. Nax, where Nax straight up does not work in modern WoW. Yeah, like it, it, it would like dungeon bosses are more complex than Nax bosses. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, no. It would, yeah, it'd be. I'm, I'm excited. Like, yeah, just in general, outside of like Dragon. I mean, Dragonflight. I think retail will always be my pull personally. So like, I'll always yeah. probably lean into like Dragonflight. Cause I, I one of the like the actual guild in Wrath I joined was like the old. I used to heal with the old GM. So like the GM of this guild used to be a healer in my retail guild for like years. Like him and I played a really long time together. So yeah, like he asked me about like what are you planning to do, and I was like honestly probably just like casualed up and like dad raid on the weekends if like stuff's going on right like do some 10 bands because i just don't i thought about like all right like do i really want to raid in a progression guild like two nights a week on top of doing dragonflight knowing dragonflight's coming i'm like i'm not gonna want to like if i have to choose i'm gonna play dragonflight over wrath right yeah um and right right now the releases are staggered a decent bit like oh yeah I should we're be able to like max out in wrath and like maybe get a raid or two in and, and sort of yeah. settle in. But yeah. Yeah. Like you could definitely get through 10 man next before Dragonflight release. Yeah. Oh, maybe, I, maybe I talked about that. I think his guild's running like a bunch of like, they're like a very progression oriented guild. So like, I'm assuming they'll have alt runs. Maybe I can sneak my way in, pick up some yeah. loot. Um, but no, it's, yeah. yeah like, I, I don't know if I'd ever go back. Like, other than MOP, I don't think there's any classic expansion that could ever re-release and me be like, all right, I'm done with retail. Like MOP yeah. would be the only one versus like MOP versus Dragonflight. Yeah. I'm probably play an MOP. Like, yeah. Right? Um, but no, I it's uh but oh, sorry. That's just me. I wouldn't, but that's just me. Like <laughs> no, I would want to do the raids, and I would rather it would actually be preferable for me if they actually were like, yo, we're we're re-releasing Throne of Thunder in retail. Like that's just like our, our x.5 patch yeah would be like that's part of the reason that i do want them to do that is because that would be the best way for me to get to do those raids again and have them be relevant yeah because 
once they got through all of the scaling issues from faded rates, that actually has worked fairly well. Like there's some things you don't get to experience the real version of, you know, Denathrius. Right. Like you're, you're not killing it at the enraged timer like you would have in uh, the first time through in Castle Nathria 9.0. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's that, but it's still like good. It's still, it's still a good, like you're right. Like you're still experiencing what made that fight fun, which is yeah. like, which is really in my mind, it's P2 into P3. Like it's the, the mini bosses in P2 are an interesting way. Like the, the yeah. way the fight moves you around the, the arena is cool. In phase two and phase three. Yeah. And then, yeah, the phase three, like mirror phase versus non mirrored phase. And like, yeah, you still hit, you still hit that one point that makes phase three so crazy, which is that overlap of like literally every ability within yeah. like a five second window and like trying to deal with that, which I think is, yeah, yeah. I mean, that fight is just honestly, but it's, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's one of, yeah, it's one of the best fights I ever progressed on. Yeah. So it is. So um, just as a, like a note, so we were talking about like a season of mastery, not having like a population to support it. Yeah. I pulled up like, the number of clears of Nax in Season of Mastery. We're going to show this Gosh. real quick. <laughs> God. There's nine without trash skips. Oh, Jesus. So this is like we're doing all the raid at once. So this is not a dad guild thing. Um, yeah. I don't know how to... Like, there's no progress for this zone, so I, I, we can't really see any other way. Yeah. If you look at with trash skips, there's 30. So this is not satisfying all the trash requirements for like a speed clear. Yeah. Um, but it's also very funny to me. If you look at melee DPS, there's only three that show up. It's 66% warrior, fury warrior <laughs> even, 33% rogue, and 0.8% feral druid. And oh, it's like 57% mages for ranged, 21% warlocks, 21% hunters, and then there's like 0.3% shadow priests. That's so funny. That's it's so funny. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, yeah. <laughs> Season of the master just didn't, I mean, I, I, I think, yeah, I think there's just not, there's just not a, not a, um, not like a play, not a, not a split player, but not enough classic players, right? Even though classic, I think is what classic. You is got, huge. I mean, you guys uh, really Wrath say, Classic I'm, is going to be like the biggest expansion release since yeah. Legion. It's going to yeah. be crazy. Because you guys, um, I mean, Warcraft vlogs, you guys, you guys release stats in terms of like the number of like uh, logs that you see. We right? know you how many see people that. raid. Yeah, which is different than how many people play. But there's like a correlation, right? There is, yeah, yeah. Um, and like Classic is big, and Classic also is like has this thing where their content release schedule is so fast that it doesn't really have the dips that retail does we're like we, classic didn't have an eight month long raid tier right yeah you know they got sunwell in like sunwell came out in may or something and now the expansion is coming out yeah so it's not even six months roughly yeah yeah and that's for like the the last thing in the expansion, right? Black Temple came out in January, or like December, and then Sunwell came out in um, 
Yeah, it, came, it would have come out in January, not December, because I did the tank requirements for Black Temple, and that was the first year that had them. Yeah. Um, and I started in January. So it was like January or February, and then someone was like May. It's like four months, if that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so there's no chance, like, yeah. No chance to have, actually even see the turn, like the the turn down, or like the last one player. So, and like it, it declines over the course of the expansion. It always does, and especially right. like we have seen a downturn in players over the longer Sunwell patch. Like Sunwell has been a longer patch than any of the other uh, phases of um, Burning Crusade. Mm-hmm. But it's still less time between release of Sunwell and release of Wrath than it is between release of Sepulchre and release of Dragonflight. Right, yeah. Or even yeah. release of like Sanctum and release of Sepulchre. That's true. That's true. So, yeah. It is. Tis what it is, I guess. Yeah. Fortunately, Season of Mastery, failure, I'd say. Oh, I guess that's a harsh wave. That's a harsh it way would, of saying it. It, would, it just was not, not been as popular. Successful, though. Yeah. yeah but I did. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I'm not a classic player, so I can only speculate as to reasons, but I think the conflict with Burning Crusade Classic is a big part of it. Yeah. I would, I would agree. I think if they, if they had baked Season of the Mastery into Burning Crusade, as in like you had the changes to the bosses eventually, right? Um, maybe I don't know. The, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. It's like there's a there's this thing where I feel like the classic player base actually just doesn't want the bosses to be harder, and it's not it's not because like the first some of it is like the first tier of or the first phase of season of master they did actually add mechanics to bosses that made sense like the bosses got like the normal to heroic level bump in mechanics right yeah um. But after that, they really didn't do boss-specific stuff. Like, AQ did not get boss-specific mechanics. Nax did not get boss-specific mechanics. Um, I don't think Blackwing... Blackwing where... Uh, Blackwing Lair might have, but I don't remember. Um, so it's... I don't know. They also like world buffs. I, I like them. And they're gone. Yeah. So, but they're also not the thing in TBC in the first place. Like world buffs in TBC are not really a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they, they're even yeah even less of a thing. Well, they made that big change to world buffs too, um, going into TBC. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, cool. Well, I think we have extended our time into the yeah. made it our 90 minutes. Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess, sorry for the weird episode. I mean, there to be fair, there wasn't a ton. It's kind stuff of a grab happened. bag. Like we're yeah. going to have a ton to talk about next week. Cause we're going to have raid testing, right? Yeah. We're going to have fun. tons of raid testing stuff to talk about. Um, maybe fingers crossed. We'll get like an actual like pre-patch date. That would be awesome. Hey, if that leak holds true, it's still November 28th, which would be the end of next rotation. Um, maybe we still have to pick up our Denathrius skill in two weeks I think we have ours I'm to be fair I'm missing the back half of Sepulchre like Lahuvum onward I have not not killed on Faded so I think that was they did all that when I was on I was you know I was taking a time out 
So we're not going to be able to get everybody portals because we're only going to have if if there's only one more rotation and the portals go away with pre patch yeah. and pre patch comes out at the end of November or end of October, then yeah. um, we're not going to be able to get everybody portals because we're only are going to have one Denathrius kill. But the port so the you'll get well you have at least two more chances right because the portals were something they said aren't going away in pre-patch oh are, did they clarify that yeah, yeah, yeah it's i didn't think the portals were on there well they said the like the generally the rate the raid achievements yeah. seem to be staying so like the okay. raid stuff seemed to be saying it was like the mythic plus yeah. seasonal and pvp seasonal stuff was yeah. ending at the end of when pre-patch yeah i mean i i am hopeful that that will be the case because that will mean and that like you if you remember shadowlands pre-patch and PFA pre-patch that was all like generally easier like they yeah. nerfed the raids to make it so you could just clear them exactly um maybe they turn on faded all the time everywhere and then you just get to pick and choose which bosses you kill so you could like yeah you know, maybe, maybe they make all the bosses like passive for the pre-patch so you can just like walk to the ones that you want to do all the doors are unlocked and you just like wave to painsmith and walk past him no i no. You, you like that. walk up to Anduin and you just like wave and, and go past them to go collect your jailer mounts. God, I wish. You just put a portal right next to the entrance like they did in BF or uh in um, for, for BOD. Which yeah, BOD, BOD. BOD didn't have a skip at all for a little bit of history. Like BOD did not have a skip sure. at all, but but doing jailer uh Jaina mount runs was like a huge thing. Whether you were selling them or just getting them for your guild, like it was a big, big thing. Yeah. Um and so having to clear the whole raid every every time. Oh, was awful. just uh they added a skip that took yeah. you directly to Jaina. Which was job. very nice. Yes. It, was it made a, it like it a, a 15, 15 minute run because you like you, did you even have to kill Champions of Light? I remember mm. being like there's the trash to Champions of Light. And then No, it was right to the right of, right to the right yeah. entrance. So you just clicked uh, it and uh it puts you, you in Jaina. Yeah. Put you on the boat. With Jaina. It, yeah. it meant that you didn't have to do the trash between Champions of Light and Grong, or the trash before, before Mechatork, or right. the trash between Mechatork and the boat boss, all of which was long and painful. Well, we just we would just death run the after the, the trash after the first boss. Like that was yeah. our thing and just get rezzed in front of the Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that what is that? That gorilla boss. So Grong. Grong, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, oh, we're, we're even more <laughs> off topic somehow. That is going to be it for the show today. Thank you all for watching and or listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to support it and the other work that we do over at the Vika Serenity, you can do that over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Serenity. And of course, come and join the Discord. Uh, it's not F1 day, I don't think, which means F1 Lounge is not going to live up to its name. They're going to be talking about real things like World of Warcraft imagine that yeah last last uh last weekend though next weekend f1's back oh man <laughs> anyway thank you all for listening and we will see you next week bye bye